0: A guy who's uh, huge in the analytics, uh, Brian Kenny from the uh, Major League Baseball Network, uh, joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, you can watch Brian host uh, MLB Now weekdays, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific, throughout the season. Uh, Brian, first of all, welcome to the show. We just had Brian DeLunas, who is the uh, bullpen coach for the Mariners, and he was going on and on about the, the, the analytics. Uh, of the sport now, and specifically what they do with the bullpen and the video that they use, uh, but the numbers he he mentioned TrackMan. Uh, people probably know TrackMan basically from golf. Of you know how much mon- how many how much golfers use TrackMan, but he says how that's a huge integral part of what they do in the bullpen. I know you're kind of a numbers guy. How how much has the analytics numbers changed the sport out of five ten years?
1: Oh my God, I mean, drastically. Um, in just, I mean, it started obviously in valuing players very differently, and specific to what you're talking about, um, that is where the analytics war is now being waged, which is at a very scouty, you know, player level, uh, the war between the pitcher and the hitter in finding weaknesses, finding pitch sequences. A lot of teams now have. Designers, uh, in addition to a pitching coach and a full staff. And then there are hitting coaches that get it. That's very sophisticated as to what is working or how to attack a weakness or how to play to a strength if you're on the other side. And it's, um, you know, the Astros have really shown that, you know, that there, there is a lot of gains to be made if you really study your opponents and you study what works for you as a pitching staff.
2: Brian, has the talent kept up? And what I mean is, is that there's this whole new thing and it could maybe be traced to the Moneyball A's era. So, you know, for a while, it's going to take, you know, talent a while to catch up. Teams are looking for guys, but there just aren't enough guys to hire. It feels like of late there are more guys as more people educate themselves and kind of grow up in this system. But does the talent needed in the front offices, the analytics people, the, 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 the people that look at this stuff, is that lagging behind maybe still a little bit?
1: Oh, no, there's a big talent pool there. And, you know, I mean, something when I was, you know, researching my book when, and I was interviewing Billy Bean, you know, he spoke about, like, what a huge talent pool there was once the people in that pool were or had access to major league baseball Mm. it wasn't that long ago that you know a lot of your smarter people out there couldn't get into major league baseball why they didn't play major league baseball well why does that matter i mean sure i mean and, and that's billy bean saying that who played major league baseball i mean yes we'd love to have um you know, the next uh, Jose Altuve, who's also, a, you know, uh, has a mathematics degree. But how many of those guys are involved? You know, how many guys are alive? Um, it doesn't happen. So if you have a, a guy who played, it certainly helps. But there's a, a big talent pool out there of like just even look at it this way of, uh, you know, people who are in college, it could be male or female, that played high level baseball that also have, uh, you know, degrees and uh, skills Uh, either in engineering or mathematics or finance that will just be able to Build systems for teams to make better decisions, and those people are now flooding into Major League Baseball because they have access to it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Brian Kenny's our host, uh, or is our guest. He is the host on MLB. Uh, you can watch him uh, every single weekday, uh, one o'clock p.m. throughout the season. MLB Now is where you can find him. He joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Brian, we had uh, uh, our afternoon host. Uh, had harold reynolds on last week and harold you know he's a friend of the program friend of the station he's been on a bunch and he he made a comment about robinson cano and he, and he told our afternoon a host that he felt that the team is better off without robinson cano they are a better team without cano uh in the lineup i don't know how much you guys have discussed that or aware of that How how do you evaluate this mariners team do you agree with harold that they are a better team without cano
1: well, I mean, it can't possibly be right. I mean, it's not possible, and yet it did happen. So I don't know. It kind of goes back to like the Ewing theory, you know, Bill Simmons' theory from like fifteen years ago that you know you get sometimes when your superstar leaves, you actually get better because you're you know the production is more spread out. That said, um, I don't know how they got better except by taking D Gordon out of center field and that's a defensive liability, and then putting him at second base where he's an asset. But that said, there's still things you can do with Cano and that elite bat. I mean, he's still, you know, uh, either the best or, at worst, their third best hitter. So I, it's hard to say that, and yet I understand what what Harold is saying. It did happen, and there were certain things that went into place that still enabled them to be a. A very good baseball team whereas we thought initially i certainly thought this okay the mariners are ha- kind of hanging by a thread and once they lost cano this is it it's a death blow and it did not turn out to be the case
2: uh, indeed and you know one of the things they've talked about they've still got a lot of time left on his deal one thing they've talked about brian is uh and i guess we've talked about it more in the sports radio businesses you know it seems obvious they're going to have to switch him over to first base eventually this would seem to me to be the time to do it and i'm not saying take healy out of the lineup but try to turn this suspension into a positive and have him ready for next year because it is going to be awful hard to justify putting him back at second base when you see how they look uh, with him uh, out of second base. But I'm with you. You want his bat in the lineup. This seems like a way to accomplish both.
1: I guess so, and yet, I mean, I'm not watching him inning for inning, but his defensive metrics are still positive. So, why would you move him when you get so much more of a boost having that bat play a defensive position?
2: Mm-hmm. So, I'm actually moving to yeah. first base.
1: Yeah, but he's still a plus defender yeah. at second base. And first base, there are lots of guys who can hit. There's not many guys who can hit and play second base. Now, I know the issue is that, no, but D. Gordon plays second base. But that's an issue that the team brought on itself. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you, on the by and large, lose a real competitive advantage when you take. A plus bat, which Cano still is, and you move him from second base to first base. I mean, you do that when he's no longer a league average defensive player, but he's above league average. He's still good, so yeah. it doesn't make sense to me.
0: It's it's one of those weird things, too, Brian. Like you get caught up in the numbers, and then also just like watch him play, right? Anecdotally, and it's, yeah. And it's the one thing is like when you want when you just kind of watch him play, and you know we well, that's you know what we do every day. You just you know sit there and watch these guys day in and day out. But like when you watch him kind of play, like. I think most people would agree here that watching Gordon play, he, they appear to be a better, de- they're a defensive team with him playing second base because it's not only like D playing second, but it's, it's what, it's what, and you mentioned it before, it's taking him out of center field and putting a guy in like Heredia in, in center field who's a much better defensive center fielder than Gordon. So, you know, I'd go back to full circle here with, with Reynolds comments that I agree defensively they're better off, but I, Offensively, you know, they're, I think, a half run, almost a run less, I think, with Cano since he's been out. Offensively, they're not better off without Cano. So I guess it's one of those weird situations, I think, both for DePoto and Scott service, how they're going to use him moving forward.
1: Yeah, no, it's difficult. And I'm not discounting that maybe we just always, this is one of these big baseball questions, do we still underrate defense? Right. You know, you just pointed out, you put Heredia out there, and uh, I know we had Dave Sims on uh, MLB Now, like a week or two ago when the Mariners were coming here through New York and played the Yankees, and, you know, he, one of the first things he said was, you know, outfield defense is outstanding. So, you know, I'm not discounting that. Look, we just saw it a few years ago, when you have uh, across-the-board outstanding defense in the outfield with the Kansas City Royals, well, it's pretty impressive. It really does save runs and yet i know we pay lip service to that and then get me the best hitters out there that's what you do so yeah i'm not discounting that you know actually even though i'm saying cano is still a plus defender at second you have to keep him there that maybe the actual effect is you're a better baseball team being better defensively and moving cano over
0: hey brian can you uh before we wrap it up can you do us a favor actually just do me a favor um at some point, and maybe you've done this already on the MLB Network, because when, I, when we found out that you were coming on today, I just went down the rabbit hole on YouTube. Can you get Floyd Mayweather on MLB now and just have him on so you two can have one la- another interview? I mean, I don't know if he knows much about baseball, but that d- really doesn't matter. I just want to hear you and watch you interview him one more time because it's priceless. Well, that's interesting.
1: I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, we yeah. should try to put that together. Like he's, he's retired, he shouldn't be too busy. He's, he's promoting and that sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, we we could bring it up. And you know, all we need is he can proclaim himself as number one pound <laughs> for pound all time, and then it's on. You that's know, what we're I'm back talking. on for seventeen minutes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's great stuff, Brian.
0: Great stuff. Uh, we'll we'll watch you later today, one o'clock on MLB Network. Thanks for coming on. All right, take care, fellas. Thanks, uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Kenny, host of MLB Now, again, one o'clock uh, Pacific. You watch it there on the MLB Network. Yeah, you want to get in a rabbit hole and, and laugh? Seventeen minutes of fun audio or fun video. Uh, watch his interview with Floyd Mayweather uh, Jr. and Brian Kenny. It's it's priceless.
2: And you can pick up. He's got a book too called no? Ahead of the Curve. It's been out for a while, and uh, and you know I, I like. Well, here here it is, right? There you go. mentioned those books. Books are good for you. They can, I was
0: looking for the bell. I they, couldn't find it. You had it.
2: They can learn you stuff if you get a book. On the head of the curve, he's on Twitter too at Mr. Brian Kenny.
0: Uh, we're going to get a uh, World Cup update next, and also a uh, Sounders recap. We didn't do a Sounders preview yesterday because we were over at uh, Tumble Creek at the Russell Wilson Invitational, and so we didn't uh, we didn't get uh, informed in a preview of what was happening on the uh, Sounders weekly show last night, but. Jackson's here. He says he's got breaking news on the Sounders that you can't get anywhere else. He will inform you of that next.